Welcome to the Bible Talks with Josh and Heather. This is our favorite time we get to discuss theology and the Bible I'm and all a, kinds of great stuff. I'm a little upset. <laughs> we didn't finish our introduction. You no, can't I'm, stray I'm, from I don't know if you can tell from my tone of voice, but I'm a little irritated this morning <laughs> because it's just we've been trying to get this episode started for like 30 minutes. Oh, wow. And I'm, I you would like to publicly there. say that I blame... You Not really, me. Do you really want to do this? Because I can tell you. Let, let's have a few questions here. Let's talk about this morning. All right. Let's Joshua, talk about this morning. Who woke everybody in our household up this morning? Well, clearly you did because you are the woman. Oh, and that's my job. <laughs> oh, wow. Who packed the kids' lunches I don't today? Wanna, look, I want to just be upset. Who loaded everybody in the car and put your brief, your not briefcase. You did. Your computer bag. Yeah, but that was so helpful that messed me up because then I'm spending like five (laughs) minutes looking for my briefcase and you actually put it in the car for me. But it's my fault. I just want you to say for our listeners, it's my fault that we're starting late. I would like to say that I have not been supportive or invested in this project. I would like to say (laughs) that it's your fault and I would like to remain angry. If that's okay with you. So today on the Bible Talks, we'll be talking about an angry spirit (laughs) and what it does to the home. So we we were fighting this morning a little bit, even no, in front of Crystal, our producer. Wait, wait, we she, were not fighting. Crystal specifically said we were not fighting. Okay, I, I'm grumpy. One of us was fighting. <laughs> Crystal specifically said it's so nice to see a couple that works together and lives together and still fights well. She said that something like that, and I thought, well, that's. And then I got upset with Crystal a little bit in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if you're just tuning in. Welcome to the Bible Talks. I feel, somebody, one <laughs> of my friends Josh listens Heather. to this, and he said, all this all this podcast is is you bickering with your wife <laughs> about the Bible. That's so terrible. <laughs> we do not bicker. We're not old enough to bicker. Yeah. Look, <laughs> we'll bicker when we're, what, don't, 60? Don't view us as carnal or, or, or sinful. Just view us as vulnerable and genuine. How about that? Like, that's what this is. We're, we're showing you the real, the real us. Okay, I don't know what I'm supposed to say now, because, like, are we going to intro? Are we going to jump right into our get to talk? We are Josh and Heather Tice. We minister to <laughs> and lead Southern Hills Baptist Church in Las oh, Vegas. Lord. We love each other, love theology, and love to talk. You can find this and previous episodes <laughs> in our iTunes podcast or at KVXL 101 Experience Liberty you know, Radio. I feel like we should not be allowed to do a podcast. I think that there needs to be a bill passed in our nation that like has restrictions on people getting up and doing stuff. We always begin with a little fun. So Heather, <laughs> let's get started. Okay, Josh. So this is episode number 32 because the last one was Woo-hoo! a bonus episode. Because we wanted to indulge me <laughs> and do an episode about Disney World. Uh, so this and is we've the, got no kickback from Disney for that. I'm still waiting on it. And we've got no Where's listeners from that episode. Where's my gift card? Either. Where's my mouse ears? That's you right. can at least send me a pair of mouse ears, Disney. Come on. So this is episode 32, the best fights in the Bible, which is pretty cool because we, we just need, were like, fighting, fighting today. Sound. Boom, 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 like boxers. Can you add that post? <gasps> post uh, oh, that's cool. Okay, here, here it is. Here it is. Best fights. <laughs> You can't, you can't add the things you know, if she's going to do it in post-production. Our, Bible, our podcast thing is that every time there's like, we should even cut the music and we just start humming. Like, it could be all us. That would be, that we would do be. do all the sound that effects. That would be bad. So, best fights of Hi-ya! the Bible. 
That was karate. What was that? <laughs> I'm sorry. Fe- that probably hurt somebody's ears because that was loud, wasn't it? I, that was loud. <laughs> I, would, I, I don't know what to say. Okay, so today's episode, episode 32, Best Fights in the Bible. <gasps> <gasps> what are you doing? Every time you say Best Fights in the Bible, <laughs> I'm going to make some kind of sound effect that like oh, is about fighting. And apparently I've not done hey, much do you remember fighting my, in my life. I have a sound effects app, but I, it, remember that? couple episodes back oh yeah, yeah that that yeah anyway that <laughs> all right so we we, ha- we start with a little fun what yes are, before we get to the actual content what are we doing today heather okay today you're going to tell me josh what historical time period you would like to experience didn't we do this one nope oh not on the show we, we, we've done this and yeah we play this game a lot with our family life. so Audience, I apologize. We play a lot of these games with our family. Okay, so here so we go. This one we have answered before. What historical? Has, I don't remember your answer though. Um, I would like to, like to experience a hundred years in the future. That's not historical. It you have will to be go historical. back in this one. I it think will when be. we played with the family, back we allowed you to go forward. You can only go backwards. Okay. Um, back backwards. Um, I'm looking for the time that would bring the most comfort. How about uh, this? How about you can't die or get sick, Roman, but you can live Ro- through it? Ro- Greco-Roman history. <gasps> oh, that's kind of good. Yeah, I want to go Roman. Oh. I like those clothes. Early, early church. I do. The women had like those, like the... You like... Yeah. The, yeah. the drapey, uh, We would live... Oh, we know exactly where we would live. I would look good in Roman stuff. We would live in Caesarea. Yes, we love Caesarea. When we went to Israel... That was, it was, I felt so bad because like I we're should more be like loving Roman. all the Jewish stuff. Yeah, we're more Roman And I get to the Roman stuff and I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes, this, these are my people. And then we're like, more like Cornelius. to be my people. <laughs> yeah. We're more Cornelius of Acts chapter 10 there than we, we are, are Peter yes, of Acts chapter 2. We're Christian two. Romans. That's yeah, we're it. Christian Romans, of course. But we do you like think the less life, huh? Would you think otherwise? You thought we were... Or just Romans that knew well, not Christ. Well, when I think of Romans during that time period, I don't exactly no. think of the We're Christian Romans <laughs> of people. We're Christian Romans. That's who we are, and that's that's the time period I'm going to choose for today. What about you? Oh, this is so hard. See, I hadn't even thought about that. I had just I think American history, of course. And because, you're thinking antebellum. You know, I don't think so. I think I'm going to go to the 50s. Smart move. I really like the clothes smart in move. the 50s politically, and 60s and politically stuff. Politically, that's a smart move. And I like that Americana. Yes. You know, I like the road trip idea. Yes. I like the cars. 1950s and I to, is You know, I've always awesome. wanted to fix my own car, so I could learn to fix my own car there. Yeah. And I could wear the poodle skirts and drink milkshakes. Summer days. Yeah. Having some blast. <laughs> Something. Yeah. Something to happen so fast. That's, that's good. <laughs> No, what? no, what? you know our listeners what? are like coming along. No, you know what? I listened I to a previous episode lately where that. I'm singing in it, just having fun, and I'm like, wow, this guy's an idiot. I actually <laughs> thought that about me. Wow. That's, yeah. You're not an idiot. You're Thank a wonderful you. I, person. I appreciate that. All right, so that was our fun moment. I feel so filled with joy and fun. <laughs> but the 1950s, what if you had to choose Americana history? I don't know. I'm thinking... But I'm not. I'm not certain. Like, there's part of me that wants to go to the Prairie Days. No. But, you know. Do you know how many times poor Charles had to replant his his <laughs> his yeah. garden or whatever? And and it's like every single. Well, we're still poor. So. <laughs> but. <laughs> but there we're poor. Yeah, we're poor, and time. one of my yeah. children are blind. So <laughs> like. It's not a happy Spoiler life. Spoiler alert. 
you Little know? House on the Prairie watchers. <laughs> and, <laughs> I haven't seen it, Mary. And when somebody's want. not going blind or starving, you've got Nellie Olson to deal with. Do you know what's I do really not sad? Do you know the real Mary never actually got married? And she actually like lived at home with mom. Better. I think she played the organ, though, and she did go to a blind school. And, and I think we've addressed it before. Paul was not good looking like little Joe Cartwright. No, he was a farmer. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't a Hollywood man. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of hard <laughs> to put And Karen Grassle, let's be fair, not to be sexist, Karen Grassle was a lot better looking than Ma Ingalls, too. I like, so. if you want to pick, I don't like America. Okay, so this is this is controversial. I don't like American heritage and or history as no. much as I do European history. I would rather go to the time of Europe. I'd rather, I'd rather see the time of... Great Britain. I like British history. No, I like I just French history. Out your American time. I like German history. Here's where you need to go, Josh. Okay, I'll go to the fifties. The Revolution. Yes, I like that time because you would dig that. I would be in the midst. And I can't of go with arguments. you because I don't think we've told our audience this yet, but we've come to the realization. Yes, you're a Tory. I am. I didn't want to be, Crystal, but I she's can't a help Tory. it. I realized more and more. Oh, we've talked about this. <laughs> that yeah. I would have been like, we can work this out with you the king. Would have, you would have supported the king, and I would yeah. have been like, he's a tyrant, King George. Yeah. All right. Even when we were at Disney, they had a little Muppet show that was all about the revolution. Yeah. And when they were getting us to say things like, you Down know, with King George. I, I just put my hands in my pocket and looked down. I know. I noticed that. <laughs> I couldn't do it. Because I know who I am now. <laughs> she's in not scenario. an American patriot. <sighs> I'm a patriot. I would have stood there with Sam Adams and... Yeah, and uh, I would have been mad at at at, uh, at John Adams for defending the the redcoats, the whole thing. Okay, there we go. That was our. So, where p- would you go, <laughs> listeners? Yeah, that's right. Where would you go? Think Chat about it, it up and with let someone. us know. Chat it up. Talk to your to your uh, friends. All right. Best fights in the Bible. Are you ready for this? <gasps> you came up with this idea. That's not a good sound. What was that? What I did you another do? Another sound. That was another. <laughs> I don't know. No, Oorah. Please don't do that. That's disrespectful <laughs> like to all of our military. <laughs> you think Colin is being disrespectful? That's disrespectful. Oh. That's what I'll say right there. Ooh, politics jumped in. <laughs> now we're going to back away quickly. <laughs> all right, best fights in the Bible. <laughs> we're g- I've got five. You've got five. We're going to talk about the greatest. Look, I like going to, I, I like seeing good boxing matches, you know? Yeah. I, I've been to UFC type stuff. I, I like to see a good fight. Right? Okay, now I can tell and we've gone with different thing. concepts here. Yeah. It sounds like you're going more with fierce battle scenes. Oh, my word. And I'm going more from the emotional, like, snappy disses and conversations. Okay, so we haven't talked about yours and mine. So let's begin. Let's begin with our fifth and then work all the way to the top. Okay. Okay? I would say number one fight, or this is number five. We're counting Number five, fight in the Bible. Jacob and the angel. Mm. Jacob and the angel. Jacob is walking by a river in the middle of the night, can't sleep, got a lot going on. He meets somebody, and he and he finds out he's the angel of the Lord, and he begins to wrestle the angel to the ground. Now, that's pretty, that's pretty hardcore, yo. <laughs> yeah. And what a weird response. Well, yeah, Jacob. <laughs> like, you know, you mean an angel, the, the first thing I think of- is not like, Hey, let's go, bro. <laughs> let's you know, go. Hey, let's go. <laughs> Come at, at me, bro. It is a surprise <laughs> for Jacob because Jacob, Jacob versus Esau. Esau's kind of supposedly the more manly character. Jacob's always yeah. painted as the guy who likes to, but he wants the moment he sees this angel, he wants to throw down. Yeah. Well, there's a lot going on in Jacob's life at the time, right? So you have to study, study throughout the book of Genesis to kind of get there. But Jacob's got a lot going on, and he's fight. And he he starts wrestling angel. Here's the point of it, though. As he's wrestling the angel, the angel says, "Let me go." Mm-hmm. And Jacob says, no, I will not let you go unless you bless me. 
Which again, to me, that seems like unfair fighting rules. It's like tapping out. Right. The well, angel's that's tapping out. Let him go, Jacob. Yeah. Well, he's See, saying, I don't think I No, I no, no. no. <laughs> he's literally saying tapping out is saying, bless me. So he's like, let me go. So when, when you're wrestling. Oh, yeah. If he wanted to be right, tapped, if you're wrestling, you want to let go, bless me. Yeah. If you want me to let you go, you yeah. better tap out. You better bless me. And obvious, the obvious, there's so many takeaways, but the obvious takeaway is that Jacob wanted the blessing of God so much. And he, would go, he went about it in, in pragmatic, wrong ways at times, didn't mm-hmm. he? And at certain times, he, he, uh, he bent the rules and he... Uh, and was wrong to his family just to get the blessing of God. If the idiot's going to give away his birthright for right. a pot of stew, <laughs> who am I to stop him? Who am I to stop him? <laughs> so, but here's the thing about Jacob. Regardless, here is a man that wants the blessing of God, so he, number one, believes in God. I, you have to question whether or not Esau even grasped the understanding of God. He believes in God. He loves God. Uh, well, let's say he believes in God, and he wants God's blessing more than anything so he does does whatever so there's some there's some ad there's something admirable there so you think uh, this was a good way to get the blessing of god well that's a fascinating conversation i do know that he gets it and the bible says that uh the angel finally touches his thigh and uh pulls his uh his his joint his uh his bone out of joint and so he walks with a limp the rest of his and life. That is why to this day the children of Israel do not eat the sinew or something like that of the yeah. thigh. Yeah, very <laughs> that's good. That's the part I always remember from the the audio Bible. It's weird the stuff that sticks with you. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's What uh, part of that is that number that five. the Jews don't eat? I don't know. What is it? The marrow <laughs> in the bone? I mean, what is the sinew is of the thigh? It, it's, it's what, what they, they don't, don't eat. Crystal just said, thank you, Crystal. It's <laughs> so helpful. I don't know. Is that the morrow okay, and the bone? Here's I, my I, question. I've got to look so it I'm up. thinking, and I don't want, we can't spend too much time on this, but personal application. Because you brought up something, honestly, Josh, I hadn't thought about. Yep. Going about wanting the blessing of God, but pursuing it in a wrong way. Like, with, I mean, the more okay, clear so example me say, is the, the birthright thing. How do we do that in our modern uh, lives? Can I would we say, pursue the blessing of God in a wrong yes. way? I, first of all, I think the mistake is, I think the mistake I think the lesson from Jacob is that I think the mistake would be um, being so concerned about your motives and how you pursue it that you don't pursue it. I would say, first of all, get get beyond that and say, I'm going to pursue it. All I care about is God's blessing, and I'm going to get it regardless. And then— If I have to fight an angel. If I have to fight an angel, <laughs> then, then and only then can you begin to say, okay, now how, how am I going about this? I think if you start with the first way, you'll never get to the passion of pursuing God's blessing. So if the first thought is, I don't want to pursue it wrongly, then you never really do pursue it. So I think you have to start with a passion to pursue it. And I think then, I thought of a way. And then you have to worry about method. So let me okay, give, so, go ahead and then I'll give you one. So would a way be like, because I'm trying to think this during life. So like a woman really wants her family to follow God. So instead of leading by her own example um, and praying for changes that need to happen, she instead nags yeah. trying to make her children do yeah. this and make her husband Lead family devotion. It's doing wrong. That's pursuing the blessing of God, pursuing a right thing in a wrong way. It's doing wrong to get to get something that is mm. good. Um, a, another way to do See, it would like, be. This is hard. We need to take. Okay, we're gonna have to stop this episode so I can have some prayer time and figure out in my life <laughs> if I have some areas I need to work on. All right, because uh, I bet this. We, I'm we, just kidding. We well, well, okay. I thought you were serious. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> that was a joke. All right, so get. But I so will that, think about that it later. That would be the first fight. What about okay. yours? What's your? Okay. That's number five for me. There number are other five. fights that are better that are coming. Okay. Again, you got to realize, I guess I should have said mine are the most fascinating or interesting fights to me. And most of these are verbal because hey, I'm well a verbal creature. Yeah, you're right? a verbal Moses and Aaron after the cow idol thing. Uh, All right. Great, yeah, so great, the yeah. conversation they have and 
like to me, this is just one of the best lines is where Aaron says it just came out of the fire. <laughs> Like, and then Moses' response. Don't you just picture like it, like he's standing there like an idiot with his yeah. with his jaw a like, ga- a gap, you know, yeah. a jar. Like, what is he thinking? Has he believed that lie himself, or is right. he just like uh, throwing it out there? It. Uh, and then uh, it the fight goes out of the on. Fire. The fight goes on. Whatever, Aaron. Where idiot. Moses? Do you remember what he does? I just he called grinds, the high priest an idiot. He grinds Oops. up the the cow, the idol. Yeah. And puts it in the water and makes him drink it. The, makes, all the children of Israel drink in it. And I just thought that was great. Yeah, that's pretty harsh. Like that's a great fight. Right. Like. Right. Moses the is whole like, thing. okay, if you're go- if you wanna if you wanna consume this idol, let's consume it. And he makes them drink gold. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, it sounds like a modern day beauty treatment. Like, yeah. <laughs> but still, I'm sure it didn't taste as good then. But uh, to me, that's just fascinating. The whole thing, the controversy there, the words that are brought out, of both the actions of both, like. Well, there's That's an example, fight. right? There's an example of uh, trying to pursue the blessing of God in a wrong way. They were trying to worship. They said, this is the God that brought you out of Egypt. But uh, what did they do? They disobeyed the laws of God in mm. order to try to gain the blessing from God. Come on. You're, yeah. being, you're, being, you're being dumb here. This is wrong. Okay. Here's my number four. My number four fight of the Bible. Michael versus the Prince of Persia. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. That's really yeah. I mean, can you imagine that battle? Would you like to see that battle? Angelic on us. Oh man, like this is for real deal. So you say, what are you talking about? Daniel prays. The Bible says, and he's praying for an answer. And the Bible says that God sends him an answer via a messenger or an angel. Michael himself is going to come and give this this answer. But the Bible says this demon, the prince of Persia, some would say it's Satan himself. Others would say it's another high-ranking demon of some kind. Michael, Michael finally arrives at Daniel, and, sa- and Daniel says, why has it been days since my prayer? And you, you're finally arriving. And Michael says, I was hindered by the prince of Persia. This demon fought me. But then, I call- then we called other angels or whatever, and so there's this battle in heaven. And so what's symbolic for us is that Daniel prays, and it engages. It, it engages a great heavenly battle that's taking place. And we're talking about spiritually, but in the spirit realm, that is a very real battle. So there are real angels and real demons fighting over a real answer that God is sending his servant. So mm. that is an interesting application to us. But I would love to see what it looks like to fi- to see an angel fighting a demon. Yeah. Yep. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good fight. Are you By the way, Star Wars? Like a little bit, yeah. Think I'm got thinking there are lights. <laughs> I, 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 okay, that's really embarrassing that you called me out on that. But yeah, I, I kind of see, I kind of see lights. Okay, so Heather, my I like how they fly, like how Yoda flies up and yeah, jumps. I don't, on I don't really see any angels looking like Yoda. Yoda looks more like a demon to me. I think a little, yeah. a little green demon. That's that's heresy for my uh, Star Wars friends out there. I'm just saying. Okay, now angels, you do not know. And I don't know. I used to be able to use Yoda. Oh, that was. That was so great, bad. I apologize. No, that was to fantastic. How is it? How does Yoda talk? He would say, "Angels, you do not know." Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That was <laughs> what was that? That was, too ba- that was Chewbacca. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my word. Okay, my number four. By I the way, did my number it. four already beat all the rest of yours? I think you're winning this yes. list big time. Okay. Okay, now I know why you got so excited about this idea. Okay, number four, I just put Paul with, like, everyone. 
yeah, Paul fought with, like, Paul everyone. Fought with everybody. With Peter, with Barnabas over John Mark, <laughs> like mouthing off to the high priest and then having to apologize for it, you know. And then I put this thought down. I wrote, is Paul going to like me in heaven? <laughs> Well, I, but he'll have to, right? Right, because he'll no longer be carnal. Um, okay, so, but there is a question yeah. of, you know, the idea. I've been thinking about this a lot because just last Sunday, you had a great sermon, by the way. I shared it on my Facebook page. Aww. No, I'm not saying that to make you feel good. Thank you. I'm t- saying it because it's just She doesn't, by truth. the way. If you're listening to this, <laughs> she will not tell me something was good if it wasn't. No. She, I'll say, how'd that go? She'll be like, well, hmm, you know. <laughs> You can There's better. always something good to say. Well, I liked your shoes. I liked your shoes today. That was nice. But no, seriously, it was a powerful message. Um, it's a series called Transformed, and you were talking about um, spiritual health. Yeah. And you compared the list like a spiritual, like a medical checklist. Like yeah. we look at symptoms in our life and we're like, wow, I am sick. Or wow, I'm really healthy. And you compared uh, the fruit of the spirit list yeah. with the carnal. So you got the spirit filled and the carnal filled. Um, and as you went through that list, I, you were talking, you've also, I don't remember if it was in the sermon or the blog, cause they kind of came out at the same time, but about worldliness. And you were talking about how we say things are worldly that aren't, we like attack these things. And then it, the danger of it is that we miss what true worldliness is and it creeps into our life. Right. The en- idea of envy, strife, first Corinthians yes. chapter three, so, or what we see in Galatians chapter yeah. five, works of the flesh, manifest of these adultery, fornication, uncleanness, strife, envy, um, contentiousness. Yeah, so the concept here is you're probably asking, okay, what about Paul? Well, that's why I thought about because what brought to mind, um, of course, there were things in my own life, but I'm not going to share those here. I'm going to talk about others. <laughs> no, talk I about thought Paul about, instead. I did think about um, the the preachers that will get so angry, right? And they rail against even other men of God and, or and they, other ministries. And they, they actually, and they're missing that they like. I'm looking at that list. I'm like, they've got like everything on this carnal list, right? And but they they defend it. Mm-hmm. And the way they defend it is by saying, well, I'm, I'm contending for the faith. I'm being righteous for the faith. Right. When in reality, they're just, they're just, uh, they're trying to contend for their own carnality. So. And I think I have a wrong view of Paul. Right. Is where I, the reason no, I bring I, this up. I would say no, but go and explain your view okay, of Paul. Okay, because I feel like Paul's just always like ticked off. Right. You know, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like, and I'm a very happy person in general, and people that are angry, I don't tend to like hang around them. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm just picturing Paul and I'm a little scared of him in person because I think, oh, Paul, you're just so hateful. I don't know. But yeah. I don't think that's a spirit. No. And what's crazy is I know that's not a spirit because I love some of the books he wrote. In fact, that whole list <laughs> came from one of his epistles of the carnal and spirit filled man. So I would say a few things. Number one, um, the beautiful thing about the Bible is it doesn't just give heroes uh, it shows us the foibles of each hero. It shows them so that they are real. Foibles. Yeah, that, they're, that they are real. So Peter yes. uh, Peter can't control what he says half the time in the Gospels. Um, uh, don't, don't you go on Moses Peter. gets angry, Peter. <laughs> right? Uh, and and Paul, I love Moses. You're hating on my, on my favorites. David falls into sin. <gasps> Paul, uh, okay, relax. <laughs> Paul, it shows that Paul has a carnal flair. He does. Mm-hmm. And by the way, you say, oh, how dare you say that? I don't say it. He says it. In Romans chapter 6 and 7, he says, I'm constantly fighting mm-hmm. this flesh. I, the things that I would do, I don't do. The things that I would not do, I do. Mm-hmm. And so we see that the apostle Paul sees himself by the, by the end of his life when he's in prison, about to die for the gospel. He says, I'm the chief of sinners. Mm-hmm. So he saw a little bit of what you see, and that is he had a really strong um, bent toward contention and strife. He loved confrontation. Yeah. Now, 
I would say that there are times that God used that ability to confront in a very positive like Mars way. Like Mars Hill. Oh, like my in word. Mars Hill. I want that kind of wisdom. That's the kind of thing I look at. Also in like, the book wow. of Galatians, he says, oh, foolish Galatians, who's tricked you? Yeah. Who's bewitched you? into the-? So there are spirit-filled moments of confrontation, but there are mm-hmm. other times that are clearly not spirit-filled moments of confrontation with the Apostle yeah. Paul, where he is just, again, he's he's... He's demonstrating a bit of his carnality. Not Paul. Okay, so just David, just Moses, just Peter, and just everybody else except for Jesus and Paul. No, <laughs> in the Bible we see Paul's carnal- yeah. carnality on display as well. Is it? See, I need to do a study in Paul's life of the the stuff he wrote, even in the order that he. You want wrote a good it? book? F. F. Bruce wrote a book called Paul of all things. But does it talk about it's the end his of his life epistles? Because I bet you could tell a lot oh, from best. even what God inspired him to write and how that vessel conveyed that truth Absolutely. throughout the time you've that he got, wrote You've it. got to read F.F. Spruce, Paul. Very good. Okay. And it focuses on that because I get bogged down in some of the And all of my deep theologians that are listening to this are like, yes, he said F.F. Bruce. Yes. Okay. Fantastic. Okay. So I'm not going to get bogged down in like no. the journeys. No. Number four. Okay. All right. All right. Number oh, three. No, my number three. My number three. Yeah. My number three. My, uh, greatest fights in the Bible, Michael and David. So it wasn't physical. I don't go physical with this one. When Michael and David fight, I love this story. David is on a high. He's coming back, having just captured, recaptured, I should say, the Ark of the Covenant. He's coming through the streets of Jerusalem. (laughs) And the way Jerusalem, the way way the city of David is built, we've been there, is on hillsides. Mm -hmm. And so you can see Michael, the princess, uh, the, the wife of David, the queen, is standing up on... Is standing up on her uh, her balcony, looking down, and David is coming up the streets, and he's dancing, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's um, acting like a, a court jester more than a king, <laughs> and he's dancing and he's laughing and he's singing and he's just going crazy in his worship for God. By the way, how embarrassing to go crazy in your worship for God! There'll <laughs> always be angry, bitter people who get upset about that. Anyway, I digress. Uh, so Michael is so upset, and she says, you've embarrassed yourself. You've brought the dignity of the king down. You've brought the dignity of God down. <laughs> and so That's Michael, a preacher voice. You can't do that one for Michael. Michael is, Michael, Michael is the quintessential. You need to do like a valley girl voice for her. No, she is. David, how could you do that? That's actually pretty good. You know, you're like the king. My dad would have never done that. My dad would never. Oh, I can't do it as well as you. Yeah. So, but that's, that's actually the same spirit. It's the quintessential pharisaical, judgmental, I'm not close to God in my heart, but let me judge you on how you express your worship to God. And, mm. and she totally rips him. David looks at her and says, all right, you'll never have children again. And he's done with her. Yeah. And that and I don't I'm not saying that that was exactly the right response. <laughs> I'm just saying that was a quite a tense fight. Yeah. That happened between uh, I love husband David, and wife. but he was always the greatest at shepherding his family. He's, he's he struggled not, with that he's a leading good guy. The he's not quite a family is, man, is yeah. he? He's not quite a family so, man. Yeah. Yeah. So I think great great story. A uh, great fight in the Bible. Number three for me is uh, you brought up one we've discussed in the past. I'm bringing up one that's still one of my favorite accounts in the Bible: Moses and Zipporah and the circumcision. Wow, thou yeah, art a bloody husband to me. Here, explain the story. Fling this bloody foreskin at you. <laughs> yeah, if anybody throws that bloody foreskin at you, you know they're really upset. Yeah, that's the ultimate throwdown. That's the ultimate. How many like, times can we say bloody foreskin? <laughs> In this, with people listening with the children in the car. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So basically, Moses has not circumcised his his sons, and the Lord wants him to. 
And uh, I forget, was there an angel waiting to kill him? I know that death was on the doorstep. Right. But I don't remember if there was actually an angel there. But um, Zipporah actually does the job that Moses was supposed to do. Right. She steps up and does it. She oh, um, yes. does the surgical procedure. <laughs> And I can just picture her like I've got this great image. I've always said it. I'm saying it again. If I could ever play one Bible character in one scene, I want to play support in this scene. Like, you know, with the hair all crazy, the you know, smears of some blood across my face and eyes of rage. And I want to throw it across at some some poor guy playing Moses and shout out, thou art a bloody husband to me. You know, because to it's me, very dramatic. it yes. is very dramatic. And what's funny is you don't really see much of a response from Moses. And after that, I think it's when she gets sent back home to be with her dad until Moses brings the children of Israel and then they regroup as a family. And because um, it, it appears when Jethro meets up with Moses later on, you know, we all know the story of Jethro, the father-in-law, giving Moses counsel and saying, you need to get help. You're taking on too much for yourself. During that time is when most believe that Zipporah was brought back and they kind of joined, rejoined the group. So um, it was just a bit too much for her on that journey. Yep. And uh, she had to go back home from that point. So and Moses went on to Egypt by himself. So this is a good one. It is a good one because, I mean, you've got so much drama and emotion and probably a lot of, you know, <laughs> Hormones going on right there too, and I love it. And I can just I can just picture Moses kind of standing there with his shoulders drooping, his head down, and just kind of dumbfounded a little bit, you know. And um, it's a great moment for me. So, what about number two? Okay, my number two is the moment that Ezra and Nehemiah fight against the people of Israel. What? I don't think I knew that one. Okay, like so, I know the bad guys. Are you talking about the guys that come to the wall and are like, "No, hey man, don't build this wall." <laughs> That is not what I'm talking about at all. No, part of it can be picked up in the story of Ezra, chapter 10, part in the book of Nehemiah, chapter 13. Um, fascinating story. Do you want me to tell it? I think you're going to have to because I feel like you're reading some book that is not the Bible. You, <laughs> I swear it's in the Bible. Is this like fan fiction? No, no, Are no, you okay. writing Bible fan no, fiction? Okay. <laughs> so in Nehemiah, chapter 13. So here, here's the background. Nehemiah mm. spends his life trying to get the wall around Jerusalem rebuilt. Um, Ezra tries to spend his life getting the temple rebuilt and people back on page with God. And at the end of both books, they're both a little upset. Why? Because a lot of these people that had come earlier with Zerubbabel, a lot of the people that had come back with them, Zerubbabel, a lot of these Jews had come back in and they had intermarried with the pagans of the surrounding cultures. Uh, and they, they, they were not supposed to do that during that time. They were not supposed to mar- intermarry outside of their faith. It had little to do with, uh, with race. It had much to do with religion. And so they were so upset. And Nehemiah, the Bible says, uh, he says in verse 25 of chapter 13, I contended with them and I cursed them and I struck some of them and I pulled out their hair and I made them swear by God Whoa. saying, you shall not give your daughters and wives to their sons pulled nor take the daughters hair? to their sons. Yeah, so Nehemiah jumps on them and he starts like like ripping out their hair and beating them like a spider monkey would i guess i don't know <laughs> this guy goes what? out of control on 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 these people oh my for marrying these uh these but Ezra goes further in, in Ezra chapter 10 Ezra tells these people to divorce their wives and leave their children and he actually commands them to divorce so this is a huge fight wow. what are you thinking go ahead i can tell you're thinking you know what i'm I'm thinking is that we have to put a disclaimer out here because 
First Peter says that if you're married to an unsafe person, stay with them, stay with them right. and be that light and that testimony to them. So let's say it's a different dispensation. No, let's enjoy this story for what it is. I, I disagree <laughs> in that. What? I disagree in that. I think you're, you're saying you want Ezra, the women and men to marry to unsafe mm, people or pull out or should we as the pastors no, pull wait, out their hair and <laughs> smack no, them around? No, I think what you're <laughs> assuming is that what Ezra did was right. Oh, so you say it was wrong. That's Ezra what I was, was wrong. To tell them to divorce their wives and leave their children. Really? Yeah. I have not now, heard that. The reason I would say that, you can look it up in Ezra chapter 10. I believe Ezra, again, is showing his carnality here. I believe he is not getting this message from the Bible. The Bible, the, the Torah never said to leave them. He said never marry them in the first place. Mm. There is a responsibility to take care of them. Now, why I would say that? Because Ezra has a contemporary Oh, is there this is one of the minor prophets? There is a contemporary, Ooh. somebody who is serving at the same time. Because, see, when I went the dispensation thing, there's things during that time. Like, I mean, you know, things under the law. Like, if you were a rebellious teenager, you could be taken out and be stoned. No, there is a contemporary prophet that, today. that is in the same area at the same time when Ezra is saying, divorce them, get them out of your lives. Yeah. His name is Malachi. And Malachi preaches and says, God hates divorce. Don't divorce under any circumstance. So wow. now you've got Ezra and Malachi preaching against each other in this. And I think Malachi is is, is reflecting the heart of God because, again, when the prophet is speaking, the prophet is speaking and he's speaking uh, inspired by God. Uh, Ezra, the story of Ezra, whenever it's in a narrative form, is oh, telling what story. Ezra did. What yeah. It's a narrative. It's telling what Ezra did, not what God inspired him to wow. do. So I would say Malachi is right and Ezra was wrong. Well, when I meet in Ezra story. in heaven, yeah. I'm just going to give him a big old hug and say, I get it, buddy. <laughs> I wanted to do that too at times. Yeah. Well, it and, was Nehemiah. You know, we I all think that struggle. Rip people's hair out. It was and Nehemiah. Beat them up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ezra's the one that's a divorce. You're right. Yeah, so Nehemiah, yeah, me yeah. and Nehemiah, we'll go have coffee. Isn't that an interesting story though? They yeah. lost their ever loving minds. All wow. Right. I and that's I have to say, okay, and this is Bible. one of the things I have read through the Bible multiple times via audio and then also just literally reading through it. Yeah. And I do not recall that. And I don't know how I've missed that. Um, that is fascinating. Yeah. All that's right. Like What's crazy. your number two? Number two. It's too late. It's they're sisters, because sisters have some of the best fights, and they're also sister wives. <laughs> so, ah, Rachel sister and wives. Leah. It's fascinating to me to watch them fight over their husband. And my favorite oh, of yeah. these fights is kind of what comes down to, because they fight Mandrakes. different. Women fight, yes, mandrakes. Women fight differently. Like, we're not always in each other's face, but we're like, well, fine. Than this and this, you know, and so Leah, her son catches mandrakes and like, you know, traps them or whatever. Her oldest son, Reuben, I think is the one that gets them. And he comes back with them and Rachel really wants those mandrakes. She's hungry, you know, <laughs> she's got a craving. It must and be so, like chocolate. So Leah's like, yeah, mandrakes. I need me some mandrakes today. But Leah's like. I will trade you my husband. My, for I'll trade you mandrakes. my man for your mandrakes, you know. <laughs> so she's like, well, yeah, you can have my son's mandrakes, but then I get our husband tonight. And I'm like, do you really have to say tonight? Don't you have a system? Don't you have a flow chart? You would think there would be you a flow know? chart, right? <laughs> like like there's a there's an Excel spreadsheet on the wall. And my favorite wall. is when he comes So he back. can check every night, like, oh. Who am I with? Yes, my favorite is that when imagine Jacob the Excel spreadsheet of Solomon. Oh my word! Who kept that under control? Yeah, for real. Yeah. No, Jacob when he comes back Exhausting. from the field, my favorite moment is that Leah goes out to him. I just can't imagine going to my husband and be like, "You come in with me tonight because I have bought you with my son's mandrakes." <laughs> it's like 
And once again, Jacob's cut, you kind of get this idea of do 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 do. I think that's why he's fighting an angel later on. He's got all this like confusion and pent up frustration. I mean, he can't say to her, but no, I'm going to the other place tonight. He's like, okay, I, I fine. It's a good fight. Fine, you women have worked out fine. I know some people would say it's not a fight, but just look at their relationship. You've got to, I've summed it up into one thing. Yeah. But that whole back and forth, and it's it's you know cold shoulders. It's kind of. Could you imagine remarks. that would be a really yeah. weird life? Oh yeah. Do you have now? I will say are this: any, Are there any mandrakes left? I'm going to share a book <laughs> that now. This is only for you if you are um, a Christian lady and you're interested in kind of. It's not really Bible fiction. Uh, it's written by a Jewish lady, and it's funny because half of her facts are right about these women and these men, and half are wrong. We know from the Bible, so she's got some things that you're like, "Well, that didn't happen." Because the Bible says this. But then she adds on to it. It's called The Red Tent. And I read it when I went to Israel. It's actually, I think, a bestseller among the Jewish people. It's, but it's all about um, Jacob and, and, is it Leah's daughter? Yeah, the only daughter in this family. And uh, Tamar. Is that Tamar? How can I not remember this? Y'all pray know. for my memory. Somebody send me some vitamins to help me with my memory. Anyway, uh, it's all about how their lifestyle was. And one of the things I did enjoy about the red tent is it kind of gives some interesting pictures, not only into the perspective of tent living and what women went through and men and how life was then, but it also gave the perspective of these two women growing closer as they got older. And at the end of their life, they were true friends right. in the book. And I kind of, as I'm now reading the biblical narrative, I can see that. I think that happens a lot. Um, within families, you know, you know how it is. You have a sibling and you kind of fight when you're younger. And then as you get older, the age difference isn't that big a deal and you get closer. I mean, that happens with a lot of us. And I think that was the case with Rachel and Leanne. That makes me smile. So I think they probably even smiled in their old age looking back. They may have even joked about it when they were older. And, you know, of course, Rachel didn't live that long. But, you know, when they were at the end of their life saying, remember that time? Remember the mandrakes? Ha ha ha. Yeah. It'd be odd. <laughs> All I right, final one. one. Here, here's my final one. The best fight of the Bible is yet to happen. Revelation chapter 20, oh, when the angel that's good. fights the dragon, right? So we don't know, is this Michael, the archangel, something like that, but the angel fights the dragon. He has a chain in his hand, and the Bible says, with a chain in his hand, he goes and he takes the dragon and he chains him down in hell. And so that'll be kind of an epic battle. I like it. That's my last one. That's really good. Yeah, it's going to be a cool fight scene. See, I should have had you go first because that beats mine. But mine's a good one. That's something that Peter Jackson yeah, absolutely. Needs, to, uh, needs to direct right there. Yep. Yeah. That's really good. Uh, my last one is Micaiah of Imla. Okay. Do you know which story I'm talking about? So no. Micaiah is called in to tell the two kings, Israel and Judah, together. If you remember... Um, years after Solomon, or after Solomon, the kingdom got split to the northern kingdom of Israel and the southern kingdom of Judah. So they had two kings. So that's why it can get confusing if you're reading the Old Testament times. You're like, wait, I thought Judah and Israel are the same. No. Um, sometimes you're reading about one and then the book of, I think, First Kings and Second Kings, one of those in Chronicles, they go into northern, then they'll talk about southern and northern. So you kind of have to pay attention there. But anyway, both the kings are together and they are wanting to know about going to battle. And they're wanting to know if they're going to win. Uh, the the one king says, you know, I want to know. I, I want to go with God's blessing. Right. So they bring in all of these prophets 
And they're all very, you know, um, expressed. They're saying, yes, you're going to have triumph. You're going to have victory. And they're they're using all these like visual aids and things like that. It's just I mean, it's almost like a drama club performance. You know, they these guys have been waiting. Yes, we get to go for the king. We've been working on this one. You know, And then the I think it's the king of Judah says, is there anyone else? Like, I feel like these guys may not be the real deal from God prophet. And the king, I love his response. He says, yeah, there's another guy. There's He's another a real guy. prophet of God. But he always nice. tells me stuff I hate. Right. I don't like what he says. <laughs> uh, and some of you who are in ministry, I just know that you're laughing right oh, now because you're like, you know yeah, exactly there are people that like. are like, yeah, I could go to my pastor for counsel or my pastor's wife. But I don't what like I what they hear. say. <laughs> but um, so I'm just going to talk to you and tell you my story, friend. But anyway, um, so they call in this this prophet, Micaiah. And he comes in, and I love it. This is such a great, I mean, it's got sarcasm, which I don't always appreciate, but it's wonderful in this story. And it's got um, drama. And Micaiah comes in, and and the king asks him, you know, are we going to win? And Micaiah says, yeah, king, you're going to have a great victory. (laughs) And he says, no, really. (laughs) Tell me the truth. And then Micaiah says, no, you're going to be blown away. You don't need to do this. And he goes into all this. And here's what I love. The other prophet, one of the other prophets comes over. I think this prophet's the one that made horns of iron. Like I told you, it's very dramatic. He's made, he's spent his time fashioning these great horns of iron and telling how the kings are going to be mighty. This guy comes over to Micaiah, smacks him across the face. Yeah, there's a fight. And says, when did the spirit of God leave me to talk to you? <laughs> and Micaiah's like, well, if the spirit of God is with me, then you are with you. It's not going to come to pass. Yeah, yeah, it won't come to pass. So we'll see who's right, buddy. Yeah. We'll see which one of us ends up dead. You're going to be dead before tomorrow. So and what happens? Thing. He's dead. Yeah. So he's right. Yeah. So we know who the real. But I love if you was. haven't read that, you need to read that passage. It is phenomenal. Look up Micaiah of Imla. It is a great, great story. I we, mean, all know, the characters in so it. There's so much drama. That needs to be on stage. There's so much that drama so in the Bible, isn't there? There's so much, yeah. uh, so many great story elements, fights that take place. This is one of the things that make the Bible so fascinating. But I bet you probably thought of one, if you're listening, that we didn't have. So oh, we true. go to our Bibles Talks Facebook page, Bible Talks with Josh and Heather on Facebook, and comment on there. Let us know if you had a great fight of the Bible, and you're like, I can't believe you didn't mention this one, because I am curious to know what you think should have been in the top five there. Yes, and thank you for listening to episode number 32 of the Bible Talks with Josh and Heather. On the next episode, we plan on discussing, oh, this is going to be kind of interesting. The origin and fall of man. Yeah, the origin and fall of man. So a little bit of a doctrinal discussion. I think that'll be fascinating. If you'd like to connect with us further on Facebook, uh, like Heather said, it's called The Bible Talks with Josh and Heather. Here we can interact with you, take requests for upcoming episodes, and answer your questions. Now we want to end by asking you to do one thing for us. Heather, what can they do for us because of all that we've done for them? What you can do for us is give us a five-star rating there. Rate and review our podcast on iTunes. I'll let others know because every one of you, and I know some of you, I'm not going to call you out now, but I know some of you, you've been telling me you're listening, but you have not made it public. You're a closet listener. Go ahead it's and say it. We know, we, I know who you're thinking about. Well, I'm thinking about a few people. No, there's one, one person specifically. Call her out. You call her out. I'm not calling her out. All right. We know who okay. you are. We know who you and are. And your name is coming up. <laughs> But you need to go on and give us a five-star rating. Here's why. Because I've been playing around with podcasts, and it's hard to find them. And so what happens is if you Google one or something in that genre, those that have the highest ratings come up. Right. So So rate and review us. Help other people find the Bible. Hey, and also, thanks for listening. And remember, 
when the Bible talks. We'd better listen. <laughs>